Shalom Aleichem, Shavua Tov to all of you, great listeners of this beautiful station, station and broadcasts only, Divrei Torah, Divrei Musa, Divrei Torerut, Divrei Halakha, and of course, religious music. This is Rabbi Albaz from SLC. I'm going to be talking about Parashat Mishpatim. And basically, what I'm going to be talking about is the hashivut, the importance of the mitzvot ben adam lachavero. As you well know, there are two categories of mitzvot. There is a mitzvot ben adam lamakom, meaning between you and the Almighty God, like Shabbat, Kashrut, Moadim, Tarat HaMishpacha is between you and Hashem. And there are mitzvot which are ben adam lachavero. Not to steal, not, not to kill, chas v'shalom, uh, not to lie, how to deal if someone hurts and injures another person. And all these, actually, a lot of these mitzvot ben adam lachavero are being uh, listed in Parashat Mishpatim. And what does it say about these mitzvot? It says, mishpatim, And these are the statutes, meaning mostly the, the mitzvot ben adam lachavero. So Rashi says like this, mosif ala rishonim. These, it adds to the earlier mitzvot. Just like the earlier mitzvah, meaning the Ten Commandments were from Sinai, these also are from Sinai. Meaning that all the mitzvot, whether you're talking about someone hurts and injures somebody, what do we do with that? Or whether we're talking about what happens, how we treat a widow and orphan, and and how do we how do we handle if you give somebody something an object to watch, and many different things that are discussed here. All these mitzvot and adam were given in Sinai, just as important as the others. And as you know, the luchot, the Ten Commandments, were made of two luchot, two tablets on the right side. Or Anochi Hashem, Lo Yelechan, so on. On the other side, Lo Tietzach, Lo Tienaf, which have to do with Ben Adam Lachavero. The right tablet is Ben Adam Lamakom. And they're all both together. Now, it says, in order to emphasize this point, meaning the importance of the Mitzvah Ben Adam Lachavero, I would like to bring an illustration from a different point of view. In Parashat Vayikra, it says, V'lakach et shene ha-se'irim, v'he'amid otam lifnei Hashem, petach o'el mo'ed. What is this talking about? It's talking about the two goats that, during the, uh, the Bet HaMikdash, on Yom Kippur, say the Kohen Gadol will bring in two of these goats, yeah? and one of them is going to be sacrificed to Hashem, the other one goes away, la'azazel. The question is that, that the Mephashim ask, or the Gemara asks, 
what does that mean? Shene asirim. Now we have a klal, we have a general principle. Whenever the Torah mentions a word in plural, we say me'ud rabim shinaim. We know it's two. If the Torah says three or four or five, then we know it's not two. But if it says just plain uh, plural, then we take it as being two. So why does the Torah emphasize shene two of them? Well, the Gemara explains that whenever there is a number and that number is not necessary to understand what we're talking about, then it means that the two objects have to be identical, equal. That's what it means. Which means that these two seirim that we're talking about, they were, uh, uh, they were alike uh, in mar'e, in, in, in looks, uh, in damim, uh, in same amount of money, their worth, the size, uh, and their size also. So whenever there is a number and that number is not required, it, it, it means it's, there is shivion, there is equality between the objects. And we have something like this in Parashat Bamidvar. Parashat Bamidvar, it says, Ase lecha shete chatzot keshef, kesef. Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, go ahead and build for yourself two trumpets made out of silver. Now, I don't need the word shete here either. The fact that it says chatzot in plural, that I know it's two. Why shete? In order to tell us that these two trumpets were identical. They were the same. They were made the same, the same material, same size, and same everything. Well, okay, what, what was the, the purpose of this? The purpose of this was to gather the people, whether to gather the elders or the entire congregation, or to start moving, what have you. That was the way to communicate with the people. But being that it says shete, it means that there is equality. Now, we have a similar situation in the two tablets. In the, in the, it says, Vayiten el Moshe kechaloto ledaber ito behasinai shene luchot ha'edut. He gave him two tablets of testimony. These tablets, we're talking about the tablets where the Ten Commandments are. Now, why does it say shene? Two. The fact that it says luchot, I know it's plural too. In order to tell us that they were identical, they were the same. They were the same in the way they were manufactured, but they were also of the same importance in their content. Whatever it's in there, the right side is ben adam, ben adam makom. The left side ben adam lachaviro. They're equal. It's one unit. And as a matter of fact, there is a Midrash. In Mishnah Avod de Rabbeinatan, the Midrash says like this. When Moshe Rabbeinu came down after the 40 days that he was in Har Sinai learning the Torah from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he came down, he saw the Egel HaZahav. The people shamefully were uh, worshipping the Egel, the golden calf. 
What did he do, Moshe Rabbeinu? He grasped the two tablets, huh? and he wanted to break them. The, the, the Midrash says that some of the elders came and were holding on from the other end of the two tablets, not letting Moshe break them. So Moshe Rabbeinu was holding from one end, and the, uh, the elders from the other end. And the Midrash says, Gavra yado shel Moshe. The hand of Moshe Rabbeinu was too strong and overcame, overpowered the others, and he took them and broke them both. Now, what is the significance of this Midrash? Well, this Midrash is trying to tell us that there was a contest between two people, and who's, more, who's stronger than the other? Obviously, that is not the point of the Midrash. The point of the Midrash is the following. The elders were holding, not letting Moshe Rabbeinu break them both because they said to Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu, what is the sin of the people? So he says the sin was uh, the Egel Azahab, that means they, they violated uh, the right side of the tablets, which is Lo Only one God. No, no, they, they have another God. So, oh, in that case, why break both? Break only the right side. The right side is the one that what talks about the Egel. But the left side, leave it alone. Moshe Rabbeinu said, no, 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 no way. These two are one unit. You sin on one. It is like sinning on the other. It's one unit. You cannot say, oh, I'm going to be very religious. I'm going to go to shul every day. I'm going to put tefillin every day. I'm going to... Uh, 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 Keep the laws of Kashrut. Everything, Ben Adam Makom, fine, no problem. But Ben Adam Lahaverom, no, it's okay, no, I'm gonna be fine. Doesn't matter, I can be dishonest in business, I can lie, I can steal, but <laughs> no. No good. Or the other way around. A person is very scrupulous, very honest. In everything he does, never offends his 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 friends or his family. Is just his, his, his ways of behavior are perfect. But then, no, he doesn't want to be Shomer Shabbat and Hasbi Shalom. He doesn't want to be Shomer Kashrut. Same thing. He can't. It's all one thing. You sin on one, it's like sinning on everything. You know, it's like the organs of the body. If someone has a problem with the heart and a problem with the stomach, he's not going to say, you know what? I'm going to take care of the problem with the heart, leave the stomach alone. Can't do that. It's all one unit. It's all one thing. They're intermingled. That's the way it is. The Misro ben Adam Lachavero, very important. In fact, we have a, 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 a case of when a Maharal, the Maharal, it says like this. It says, by Daber Elohim et kol ha-devarim ha-ele lemo. Spoke, kol hadevarim, all these words. Now the word kol seems to be extra. You could say with the bear elokim it it hadevarim ayele. Why kol hadevarim? So the pshat is like this: 
The reason why it says Kola Devarim is because the Midrash says, Hashem, first, He said all these Ten Commandments in one shot. Kola Devarim, all of them, which a human being can't possibly do. It's like if there were uh, ten voices at the same time. Hashem can do anything. He said them all. And then He said each one separately. Oh, wait a minute. So why did He say them all? A human being cannot understand that anyway. So the Maharaj says, because Hashem wants to emphasize that all these are one unit. Call a different. They're all one unit. You cannot emphasize one and then be weak on the other. It has to be all together. There is another case that I want to bring is a, a famous Midrash. The face, famous Midrash which says um, in the Parashat Bezot HaBerachah Hashem Misinai Ba Bezarach Lamo The Midrash says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu before giving the Torah to the Bnei Israel, he went ahead and uh, first he went to the um, Esav. He said to Esav, I have a Torah, do you want to accept it? So they said, well, what's written in it? Hashem says, it says, uh, you shall not kill. I said, well, uh, sorry, we cannot accept that. We live on a sword. We cannot accept it. Then he went to Bnei Ishmael. Bnei Ishmael. Yeah, what's written in it? You're not, you're not supposed to steal. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. We can't accept that. We... We don't care. We just steal. That's okay with us. You want to Amon or Moab? What's written in it? Not enough. Do not commit any adultery or incest. Whoa. No, no. I mean, we come from whom? We come from Lot and his daughters. That's the way Moab came. And Amon or Moab? No, we don't accept it. So then he went and gave it to the Bnei who accepted it. The question the Mfashim ask is, wait a minute, let's think about this a minute. Hashem comes and he asks the Esau, do you want the Torah? And they say, what's written in it? And Hashem is saying, oh, thou shalt not kill. And they say, no, we don't accept it. Okay, fine. They don't accept one, but there's nine. The Ten Commandments is telling them, that one did he not accept. Maybe they accept all the other nine. So why why not give him the Torah? Because, Rabotai, you cannot accept one and not accept the others. It's all one unit. Everything is one. We must accept everything together. That's why Hashem will not give him the Torah. You can't tell me I don't accept this, but I accept that. You can't pick and choose. It's all one thing. Let me, let, me, let me tell you a, uh, a story, interesting story. And this, this story is not a story books. This story is the Masachet Ta'anit, the Gemara Ta'anit. And the Gemara brings a story about Choni Am'agel. Choni Am'agel was a big tzaddik. A big tzaddik was like a Ben Bayit with a Baruch 
if the Bnei Israel needed rain, and there was no rain, they called him Hamagel, the one that draws a circle, because if they needed rain, Choni will draw a circle on the ground, will stay in, inside, and we say to Hashem, I'm staying here, I'm not getting out of this circle until the rain comes, and the rain would come. Big Tzaddik, it's like a Ben Bait, it's like a, someone that is a, uh, in the home of a king all the time. And in whatever he asks the king, uh, you know, a son, ask the king, I want this, I want that, never refuses. But then it says in Masechet Ta'anit, all the days of that Sadiq, he was mitzta'er, it was a pain not to understand fully a certain pasuk. What's the pasuk? The pasuk in Tehillim. It says, Shira ma'alot b'shuv Hashem et shivat siyon hainu kilhomim, kilhomim. When the Bnei Israel came back, after the 70 years of Galut, the first Galut, it says, hainu kilhomim, it's like that we were dreaming. Now he could not understand. What does that mean? Dreaming for 70 years? Who dreams for 70 years? Is there such a thing that person that actually dreams for 70 years? Then he says, you know, one day he was walking on the road and he saw a man that was planting a carob tree. Carob. So he says to him, hey, wait a minute. How long does it take for this thing here uh, to grow, to give you fruits? He says, well, 70 years. So he says to him, well, <laughs> are, you, are you sure you can live another 70 years to see the fruits of this thing? He says, no, no, that, that, no. He says, no, no. You see, this is just like when my grandfather, he actually planted this carpentry for me, I'm doing the same thing for my grandchild, my grandchildren. Fine. So then what happened was then he went to some kind of a uh, a place there and uh, and he fell asleep. And the Gemara says that he fell asleep for a long time because he could not understand how those people were dreaming for 70 years. So Hashem wanted to prove to him that he could sleep for 70 years. He slept for 70 years. Then he got up. So for 70 years... He was not around. And so what happened? So there was a, a rumor all around that these people, uh, 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 you know, he was missing, he died. So nobody went after him. That's it. It was the end of him. And they forgot about him. But after he got up, he says uh, he found somebody again that was uh, dealing with, uh, with a carob tree. And he says to him, you have a carob tree over here. Who planted it? He says, oh, my grandfather planted it. So he feel, oh, so then he realizes that he was asleep for 70 years. Now, the most important thing is not to dwell on the idea of the 70 years. Most important thing in this Midrash is to see what's happening afterwards. What happens afterwards, he goes to his home. Huh? 
knocks on the door, and somebody comes, already uh, perhaps in his 50s, whatever. She says, who are you? So he asks him, uh, who, uh, are you the, the son of Honiam Agel, you know? I'm only, so he says to him, no, the son is not here. I'm the grandson. Says, oh, great. I am Agel. I'm the one. I'm Honi. I'm your great grandfather. <laughs> I didn't believe him. Excuse me. Here's a dollar. You know, please leave us alone. Here, leave us alone. He went to Bet Midrash. And he was listening to Hachem, was making the Rashot. And as he was Doresh, there were questions, and he was answering answers that were from Choni HaMagel. Oh. He says, oh, Choni was a great tzaddik, Bittamin Hacham. This is the answers that he was giving. So every answer, he would say, oh, this is from Choni HaMagel, so on and so forth. So he was happy to hear that. He went to Hacham, he said, I am. I'm Choni HaMagel. He wouldn't believe it. No, gave him no kavod. It's like a nobody. He was a nobody. The Gemara says, His mind, you know, became very, very weak. He could not understand it. He was pained. Please, <laughs> I can't stay like this. I cannot stand this humiliation. I cannot withstand this disrespect for myself. Please, let him just die. We see Rabbi that a person who is humiliated when there is disrespect, there's no respect for one another, a person almost would rather die than be completely isolated. This is the idea this is the idea behind Ben Adam Lahavero. We have to show at all times respect for one another. And again, we say we see the same thing with uh, uh, with Yehuda and Tamar. You know, uh, Yehuda he went with Tamar, right? Now, as we know, Yehuda after the sold Yosef at Sadiq, they took uh, uh, the, uh, the the rope that he had and they put it in, uh, in blood and they went over and they sold to, to Yaakov, you know, Hakerna, Haketoni bin Look, take a look. You recognize it, Hakerna. So the Midrash says that there was Midah, can I get Midah? He said Hakerna and then what happened later on when he had relations with Tamar, he didn't know it was Tamar. And then she became pregnant. And they 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 wanted, you know, to uh take her to execute her because you know she went with somebody. And they she said what? Hakerna Do you recognize who who's who are who, who belongs this this seal this clock the cloak and the, this this staff which he had given her before. 
So we have hakerna and hakerna. So is this only play on words? No. It's not a play on words. See, she didn't want to shame him. She didn't want to embarrass Yehuda in a bedin. Now, let's look at what's happening here. We're talking about an embarrassment of what? 15 minutes, 20 minutes, a half hour, an hour. And this is just as bad as when Yehuda told his father, Hakerna, 22 years of Tsar of Yaakov Avinu. 22 years. This uh, 15 or a half hour or an hour of humiliation is almost equivalent to that 22 years of the pain. That's how it is. This is what makes our Torah remarkable, practical, logical. Other religions may emphasize one side, but not the other. They may emphasize their uh, faith, great faith in Hashem, in their God. But then when it comes to respect one another, they don't. Take Islam, for example. Islam, they go and sing, Allahu Akbar, and so on. They will pray five times a day. They will fast 30 days of Ramadan. And many other things. But when it comes to Ben Adam forget it. They don't mind sending people with knives to purposely hurt or kill another human being. But to them, it doesn't mean anything. During wartime, they don't mind causing pain to others through killing, raping civilians, or pillaging their homes and buildings. That doesn't bother them. This is why our religion, which emphasizes both, makes a lot of sense. We are amsegula. We are different. And just as the luchot containing the mitzvot of Adam Makom and Adam Lachave are one unit, we must behave accordingly. I give respect to all, everyone. It's a little short story about the son of Rabbi Kamenitsky who once uh, wanted, called a hotel where his father was staying. And the front desk, there was a, a, a Gentile woman at the front desk. And when he called, he wants to talk to uh, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenitsky and he said, his name is, who are you? I'm Kamenitsky. Are you the son of the rabbi? He says, yeah, I'm the son of the rabbi. Oh, you have such a great father. When you talk about a Gentile woman. So what happened? Every morning he passes by, he says to me, good morning. How are you? That's right. Respect. Even for a Gentile. And we have to keep this in mind at all times. Shavuot over Butai. I want to emphasize again how important it is to try to make a big effort to help this uh, this broadcasting station. And also, 
put it on from morning to night. Believe me, it's good for you and good for your children. Also, let me mention again that we just remodeled beautifully our social hall. And we're accepting reservations now for all kinds of semachot. Weddings, bar mitzvah, brit milah, pidona ben, engagements. Believe me, if, if you see this social hall, you would love it. If you have a simha, please contact us. You will not regret it. Shalom, Shavuato.